This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. As always, I want to thank Rabbi Shabtai for giving me the opportunity to learn together with you this week. Uh, once again, I'm veering off from the Nesiva Shalom just for one week. Don't get too nervous. I'm sure we'll be back with him next week. But I saw an incredible, incredible piece by uh, Rabbi Yisrael Mayor Druk, Shlita, who uh, I've gotten a hold of his Svarim. A lot of people are, are really are into him. And I, I myself as well am finding his insights to the Torah really fascinating and really powerful. And so I thought uh, I happened to have come across something that I thought we'd learn together. It's a one-pager uh, that you should see in front of you. We know that at the beginning of this week's parasha, parasha's Kisisa, the Torah instructs us in the mitzvah machas, it's a shekel, something that we did a few days ago, zecher, to commemorate, not actually as the machas the shekel, but rather to commemorate the machas the shekel that was given in the month of Adar, initially as a census to uh, determine the population of the Jewish people and subsequently to collect money each and every year for karbonos in the Mishkan and in the Beis HaMikdash. And the Torah says, Everybody is to give uh, a half a shekel. You give this donation. You give this donation. We know a wealthy person can't give more. And a person who is impoverished cannot give less. There's a lot to talk about exactly why it's important that everybody gives the exact same amount. But that's not what I'm going to discuss today. What I'm going to discuss today is a fascinating Rashi that people might be just glossing over, but when you start to actually think about this Rashi, it's a little bit difficult to understand. On the source page you have in front of us, sort of Druk Shlita quotes Rashi, and he says, Zed Yitnu, when the Torah says that you are to give, this is what you are to give, this is what you are to give. So Rashi says the following, Herolam kemin matbea shal eish, shekel, Hashem said to Moshe, he showed him an image in a fire of what the matbea, what the coin of this machatzis hashekel was to look like. He showed him exactly what it was to be. And Hashem says, this is what each one of the people that you're going to instruct should follow. This is exactly what they should donate. A very interesting Rashi. A Rashi that requires a lot of questions, and I'll ask two of them. Question number one is, Why does HaKadosh Baruch Hu use a fire as the way in which he displays the image of the Matbeya? Why doesn't he just show him in air? Why can't he show him through prophecy? Why does he utilize a fire to demonstrate what the Matbeya, what this coin should look like? Number two is, why was it even necessary to show this imagery to begin with? In other words, we know when it came to the menorah, Moshe was having trouble imagining what exactly Hashem had in mind, Kiviachal. Okay, he was instructed to create something out of one solid block of gold. How am I going to go ahead and construct this menorah? It's hard to understand. It's hard to imagine. So there you can understand why HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to alleviate his concerns and make it easier on Moshe by showing him this imagery. How difficult could it possibly have been for Moshe to imagine what a coin would look like? I mean, that's not a hard thing to imagine. That's not something hard to envision. Why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu feel compelled 
to utilize this fire A and to even have to present some type of imagery B in wanting to convey to Moshe what the Machatis HaShakel were to look like. Again, questions I never thought of before, but fantastic questions that we need to try to understand. And Rav Druk provides three different answers as to what exactly HaKadosh Baruch Hu was conveying, not just in terms of the physical presentation or vision or imagery of this Machatis HaShakel, this currency, and what we can learn on a much deeper level that can impact us even beyond giving the Machatz shekel, even influencing us in our Avodah Hashem. So here we go. Three different approaches. Number one. A person sometimes when they are confronted, somebody comes to their house, somebody wants to meet with them privately and is going to ask for a donation, so it's not so simple. A person has to dig deep into their pockets. They feel like they're missing something when they give up some of that which is part of their assets. Could be a Yerusha they want to leave for their descendants. Maybe it's something they want to spend on. It's a requirement. There's a feeling, there's a sentiment that I'm going to be missing out on something were I to give that donation. Says Rav Druk, you want to know why HaKadosh Baruch Hu specifically used fire and why he was showing this matbeah, this coin, in the image of fire? Because the same way that if I have a fire and I go light another candle, there's nothing that this original flame has lost. The same is true when you give a donation. The same way that when you spread a fire, when you share a fire, when you uh, create another fire through an existing flame, the existing flame hasn't lost anything. You couldn't tell that it has given off any of its flame to someone else. The same is true when a person gives staka. A person has to realize they're not losing anything. There's nothing that's there's nothing that they have to dig deep in. There's nothing that they're going to be missing out on. The same way that that fire can create that continuum without even perceiving that there's any missing in that flame, the same is true in giving stuck. I'm, remin- I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm reminiscing about uh, a very famous tour. The tour says in Hilchos Staka that a person has to realize that when a person gives Staka, he shouldn't feel like he's missing out on anything. Why not? Because the money didn't really belong to you to begin with. How when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you money, He is simply depositing a deposit in your possession. But you should realize that it doesn't really belong to you. And so therefore, when you give tzedakah, you're not missing out on anything. You're giving that which doesn't even belong to you to begin with. It belongs to the Ribbon Shalom. And so therefore, there shouldn't be any suffering. There shouldn't be any angst or pain. When you go ahead and you make a contribution, you're simply giving what doesn't belong to you to begin with. You're giving that which HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given to you. And so Rav Druk explains that the reason why the Torah, the reason why HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to use a flame to depict the imagery of this matbeah, this currency, wasn't just to show Moshe what it's supposed to look like, but it was conveying to us, the reader, to understand that when we give tzedakah, we should have the, the, uh, the perspective, we should have the recognition, the acknowledgement, we should understand that the same way that a flame loses nothing when it gives and it shares its flame, when we give tzedakah, we're not missing out on anything. We shouldn't feel like as though we're losing anything just like that flame. That's one suggestion. Then he gives a second suggestion. He says, O Nira Levarer, 
There's another suggestion I'd like to provide. The same way a fire can help a person in their life, it keeps you warm, it cooks your food. However, it cuts both ways. Fire can be incredibly positive. You can benefit tremendously from it, but it can also be destructive. The same is true when it comes to money. Money can be a conduit. Money can serve as an opportunity for you to perform mitzvos. However, the it can also be extremely destructive. It can be very damaging. You could start to allow the money to become who you are. A person can end up determining their identity based on how they spend their money. We judge a person based on how much they drink, how they spend their money when they get angry. That money can be something that if you use in the right way can help be elevating you. And on the flip side, it can help uh, create a tremendous amount of spiritual destruction, spending money on the wrong things, allowing those assets to influence or impact you or deride you from strengthening and enriching the relationship that you're going to have with Hashem. And so Rav Druk explains the reason why money was in the image of fire was to teach us that the same way that fire can be incredibly beneficial, it can also be very destructive. The same is true when it comes to your money. Use it the right way and it can be very, very positive. It can elevate you. Use it the wrong way and it can be very destructive. That is suggestion number two. And finally, the third suggestion that Rav Druk suggests. Another suggestion. A person says to himself, the Yitzhar works very creatively on each individual person. And a person who for, for whatever reason has fallen on hard times or for whatever reason feels that they've been presented uh, with an ask that they know they can't make the contribution that the person has asked of them, they say to themselves, what's the little bit amount of money that I could be contributing? What difference is that going to make? I might as well not even give. What influence, what impact is that going to be? Let's be honest. The big ticket things, the big items that we want to be able to contribute needs loads of money. I'm going to give a couple of dollars. I'm going to give a hundred dollars. What possible impact or influence could that have? That's why the Torah showed the coin in a fire. A fire, it could start very small, but it can grow and it can provide comfort and it can provide warmth. The same is true when it comes to tzedakah. One coin after another coin can add up and can result in finally being able to bring to fruition whatever it is somebody had asked of you. And so therefore, says Rav Juk, that's a third reason why the Torah, why HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he wanted to show exactly what the Machatzis HaShakal looked like, he specifically showed him and showed him in fire to show that just as a small flame can get larger, can warm, can have a powerful impact, the same is true with each little bit of donation that a person can contribute. And so Rav Druk explains that it wasn't just a happenstance, it wasn't just artificial. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like everything he does, was intentional. And for these three reasons, number one, a person should realize that the same way that you can share a fire and the original fire isn't lost, 
The same is true when it comes to money. You can make a donation and you won't feel it because it's not in the end yours. It's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's. Or number two, the same way that fire can work to your benefit, can warm you, can cook your food, it can also be destructive. The same thing is true when it comes to money. It can be incredibly beneficial, it can elevate you, but it can also be your downfall. And finally, number three, a person may fall into the trap, may fool themselves into thinking by the Yitzhar is convincing creatively that, you know what, if I don't have a lot to give, what's the point? One little uh, quarter here, a dollar there, how could that possibly have an impact? Says Rav Druk, that's why the image is in the fire, because the same way a, a small flame can grow and develop, the same is true when every coin that you give can add up, that can ultimately serve as having a profound impact on whatever institutions and whoever you're looking to influence. I thought this was a powerful message because there's so much that we can learn from this one little dimyon, this one little comparison, this one little imagery that on the surface it would seem to be a little bit difficult to understand. How hard would it be for Moshe to imagine what a matbeah, what a coin can look like? But based on these three suggestions of Rabbi Yisrael Meir Druk, you can now understand dafka, why HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose to utilize this as its imagery to be able to convey how we spend our money how we should approach giving tzedakah, how we should understand the impact that tzedakah can have. And Amir Hashem, if we utilize that approach and we utilize the various things we can derive and deduce from these interpretations, we can approach tzedakah differently, we can approach our Vodas Hashem differently, and we can understand and make a more generous and more profound impact on those around us. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day.